Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we'll be talking about the draw with Birmingham City, squad registration, the Stoke City draw, and we answer some questions from Twitter. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, we're finally recording. We've been here for quite a while in the office. Uh, there's been a bit going on, Yeah. Uh, but we're finally getting cracking today. I do, I've not spilt my coffee this week. Yeah, so that's, that's positive. A real positive to start with. And then yeah. about five minutes before we were just due, due to record, the uh, the ticket news about the Blackpool away game came out. So yeah. we've just been... Uh, just batting that into sort of um, into shape and putting that on the website and whatnot. So we'll talk about that later, no doubt. Yep, yep. We'll, Big issue, uh, a lot, a lot to talk about there. Yeah, we'll we'll get onto all of that, but we will start with the first of two draws because mm-hmm. Northend are very good at draws at the moment. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really say much about this one because I wasn't even there. Birmingham but away. You will tell me all about Birmingham nil, Preston Northend nil. Wasn't a thriller. It was a battle. Probably the highlight of the game, well, the highlight of the day for me was getting my name <laughs> sung um, in a carriage by six lads from the Longridge area. Great lads. Um, supping, let's say, a few beers <laughs> while trying to get away with a half price ticket on the train. Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely cracking. We've all done that one. We've all Typical, tried that. Yeah. yeah, I think we've all done that sort of... Uh, yeah, come out of the pub and then try to get half air on the bus. Oh, it reminds yeah, me from, of... Yeah, from, uh, from in my younger days, yeah. Reminds so. me of Hot Fuzz when it's like, when's your birthday? Every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so that was going down to Birmingham, yeah. Um, and the game itself, one of those battles, you know, sort of uh, could have gone either way, but I thought mm. North End had slightly the better of it um, in the first half, pretty even second half. You probably, you know, if either side had won it, the other manager might have said, oh, it's a little bit harsh on us. Alternatively, if a side had won it, the manager who won it might have said, yeah, I thought we deserved that. It was one of those sort of uh, ones. Depending on what side of the fence you're on. Yeah, the positives from North End, it was um, a clean sheet away from home. Mm. Uh, They defended very well uh, against... You think, think about it, it was Troy Deeney and Scott Hogan in the first half, mm. well, for the first sort of 60 odd minutes. And then they changed it, brought Lucas Dutovic and Chuck Zaniki on. Mm. Um, formerly the, of PNE. Formerly of PNE on loan for the last 20 odd minutes. Mm. You know, two sets, what, two sets of strikers, I suppose two sets of questions. Three out of those four strikers are big lads. Hogan, mm. not as big, obviously. But you could see what Birmingham wanted to do, make it into a bit of a battle going yeah, forward. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, but I thought North End's three centre-halves, Jordan Story, Pat Bauer and Andrew Hughes on the day were very good. Mm. I thought Story was the absolute pick of him that day. I thought it was one of his um, really strong performances from him down that side, on the right-hand side of the back three. And they caught with it well. North End had a couple of chances in the first half to... You know, to win it, you would have said Josh. One fell to Josh Earl early on. Probably had it fallen to a sort of slightly more forward-thinking player. Mm. Um, he might have scored it when he got played into the box from Emil Reese, and he sort of went near post to try and beat the keeper there. When probably with hindsight, he would have gone across the keeper and into the far corner. Keeper made a decent save from him, and I was speaking to Earl about it on 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 the Monday morning afterwards. And he admitted, he said, I was a bit like a rabbit in the headlights when it when it fell to me, you know. So he said, it's something I need to work on, which, mm. you know, every credit to him for acknowledging that. 
Um, Maguire had one across for goal. Reeves had a sort of slid in by Seth Vandenberg, put him in on the angle, a sort of one-on-one-ish, a bit like Sinclair's goal last year, that mm. kind of angle, same end. Um, well, last season, not last year. And um, Reeves didn't hit it that well, too near the keeper, keeper save with his legs. Mm-hmm. Um at the other end, you know, Birmingham had a you know a chance or two in the first half, one one in the second half, right at the start of the second half when sort of low cross came in, <clears throat> hit Andrew Hughes on the leg and sort of went towards his own goal. Ben Whiteman cleared it. I don't know if it was going in or not, but it it was it would have been a close call. Loose ball failed to Maxim Collin, the um you know, the Birmingham fullback who had a shot and Everson made a very good save on the line. But chance wise that was Probably summing it up there. That's yeah. a good memory, isn't it? So. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, it's another draw. Mm. That's that's probably the, the disappointing area. Mm. But a positive of it is that it's a draw, not a defeat. Yeah. So it's like it's a funny one, isn't it? Because this runs, obviously, will come on to Stoke as well. This run is continuing. Yeah. They're, they're going unbeaten, mm. but they're not picking up wins. It's so it, at what point does it have to give? It's soon, I think. Mm. I think. I think... Two or three draws on the bounce, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, and we'll break it down, once we've talk, talked about Stoke, mm. we'll break it down into what kind of draws each one was. I, I, you know, it may, yeah. might be worth doing. Um, the, the thinking of fans at the moment, both at Preston and whatever, you know, any club... Defeat's not taken well anymore. You know, sometimes you took a defeat on the chin, but I'm tending to find there's more of a knee-jerk reaction after a defeat. However mm. it is, whether you get battered 5-0, whether you're beaten 4-1 at home, whether you're beaten 1-0 away. And I don't know, sometimes you just want to avoid that. And even if mm. it's a run, you know, even if North End had gone one lost, one lost, mm. you just won, and, and will have ended up with a better points tally. You just wonder sometimes a reaction to the uh, defeating yeah. that run. They're getting it's getting so negative on mindset as football fans is that a, a, a defeated absolutely the end of the world. It doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter what sequence it is, and it can have a quite a negative effect. I tend to, mm. tend to find, you know, so so we can look at it in the, the way. Well, yeah, five draws on the bounce. That's nine unbeaten in all competitions. It's not that bad. It looks good. It will keep the the chins up around mm-hmm. the training ground thinking, yeah, we're going well, but what they need now is a sort of a good win to bookend it, you know, yeah. to bookend that run and sort of say, yeah, you know, th- back up those draws of a win. He went with the tried and tested at Birmingham as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that why he drew? I don't know, really. He, um, Could it be put down to something like that? Because there's not been a lot of change again. No, there's Mark not. Stoke, blah, blah, no, blah. But yeah. the... They get a lot of draws, yeah. but they're also using the same team every week, yeah, and they yeah. get still getting draws. So now, and get does the does changing that change does change results? yeah does changing it does keeping a consistent lineup lead to sort of consistency and they're not being beaten. Mm-hmm. You know, they're solid at the back. You don't change unless you have to that back yeah. five, that back three plus the wing backs and keeper at the moment. So any changes you've got to be in midfield and up front and again we can get to that a little bit later what to do this weekend you know but maybe maybe you go with a bit more there is now time to sort of freshen it up and just have you know just be a bit more lively if you say to a North End fan right you Mm -hmm. can change the team and I guarantee you you will not draw Mm -hmm. do they take that because in that 50-50 chance yeah guarantee guarantee you won't draw yeah yeah if we change it I think I think most would would you take it yeah so that but that's sort of the the line that I guess Frankie McAvoy is kind of running in that sense that if Mm -hmm. he knows the hard to beat he knows that they likely might not get beat by sticking with the same team, it's just whether something sort of clicks mm. and and you can get that win, but you're also risking a defeat, and it's they're still five points better off than they were before this spell of of draw. So mm-hmm. it's one of those, I suppose, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's how it's how how the accumulation of points over the course of the season goes. You know, when we mm. get further down the line, you look back on it and go five draws or it might even end up being six or seven we don't know yeah. you know like do you, do you look back at that patch and going wow yeah that was a good yeah was when a good run of the draws in when the end. Sheffield yeah. United had 10 points clear and you go that was a good draw at Bramall Lane yeah mm-hmm. you know but whereas when the mm-hmm. lower half the table now you go mm, well, they're probably there for the taking at the moment but it, it's not as simple no, as that is it no. there's still a decent side in there yeah so um, yeah it's, it's, it's how you look at it but I just think the the reaction after North End's start to the season when they lost three on the bounce was mm. like, 
he's, he's quite Scary. toxic, wasn't he? Yeah. In the end, so sky I, falling a little bit. Yeah, so I just don't, I, I just don't think at the moment defeats are well met as I've just covered mm. before, you know. So, but the draw, you know, we're getting to the point now where draws have to be turned into a win, you know, just you know, just to break that sequence, and yeah. you know, it, they're going to QPR on Saturday if they could go into the international break with a win under the belts. Mm. Fantastic. If they drew it, not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. If they lost, five draws then followed by a defeat doesn't look yeah. great, does it? I mean, again, they failed to win mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Yeah. Stoke yeah. City, 1-1. One, one, to be Nick fair. Powell, then, yeah. then Whiteman free kick. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. After after that one I tweeted, you know, like, I've, I'm happy with that because on the night, North End weren't great. Mm-hmm. And one Mr. Angry on Twitter said, <laughs> in the same sentence, accused me of being positive and negative. You know, So I don't know what it was. What I was trying to get across is that the way North End played, I thought, well, probably the way Stoke played against North End and were the better side yeah. by in, for chunks of that game by quite a bit. I would have taken a point, mm-hmm. you know. Like uh, there the are fa- some games you come away from and yeah. you just go, you know, we've not we've not lost there. We'll yeah. take that. You know? I, I think Tuesday night's point you just took because you look at the stats. Like Stoke's possession was a bit better. I'm not bothered about that. Possession doesn't always tell much of a story of a game, but yeah. I think they had 21 shots, yeah. five on target. I think it was. I think North End, you know, were nine shots, two on target, mm-hmm. two or three on target. Um, Stoke had more corners. So they sort of bossed key parts of the game. I thought. I thought they started well. I thought they finished quite well. They had, you know, until North End scored, thought they were having the better of it by mm. by some distance. Second half was a bit scrappier, a bit more even. I thought, you yeah. know, but um, but certainly the the when you look back on the game, I thought, yeah, take a point from that one. You know, certainly disappointing. It's at home. You want to win your home games, but. A point's better than nothing, which at one point it looked like it might be. Mm. Nick Powell scored after six minutes for them. Nice header. Frankie McAvoy said, I've not seen it back actually though, but Frankie McAvoy said there was a hint of offside in it. But I, I, not, I couldn't see I where. didn't see it at the time. But I've seen I the highlights back. back and, you know, you're not looking down lines or anything. Not yeah. the VAR looking at it or anything like that, obviously, not in the championship. But there was nothing which really stood out to me as saying that was a blatant offside or something. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a good cross from the wing and... Really cut out the defence, really. Powell pulled off Greg Cunningham, didn't he, yeah. in the back, pulled off him. And, and I said of, it yeah. to you straight away last night, didn't I? Does it happen if Andrew Hughes is playing? Exactly, because Cunningham came in for Hughes on the left side of the centre defence. Yep. You know, Hughes, he had a, um, a toe injury. And probably not, you would have thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit more natural positioning. You know, Hughes has slotted into that left-sided three very well. He's had 20 games and there in a row. Greg's only appearances really have come, or especially recently came at wing-back, yeah, so he's had to change positions one, yeah. slightly and yeah. and all that. So, yeah, perhaps. I mean, it's a good header from Powell, to be yeah. fair. Come back the way it's... It, send it back it the way it's come keeper, from yeah. and, and yeah. looped it over Everson. And then yeah. North End equaliser, a very good free kick from White. Oh, I say, right, as I say, it's a very good free kick in that he's got it over the wall and on target. Yeah. But it's... I've, I've seen right it above back. the keeper. It's yeah. above the keeper in the middle of the net. I think we said at the time it wasn't right in the corner. Yeah. I still think it was a good free kick. Yeah. I thought, one, to get it up and over the wall takes some doing, mm. which they did. Um, the keeper was more on... Had to dive to his right, didn't he? So... If you think about it, White got it over the wall side into the wall side of the goal. Yeah. So the keeper did have to come across, but it sort of did go above him, didn't yeah. it? But I, I say more. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to take it away just because it wasn't a postage stamp in the top corner. I think White it was well flighted and well mm. hit. Yeah. Plenty of pace. Maybe the keeper was beaten more by just it went in quickly. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but that brought them level. What 37, 38 minutes. Two minutes after Powell's goal, Tommy Smith had a shot, which Everson had to dive and push away. Mm-hmm. Um, still at 1-0, there was a shot from Powell in the box. Yep. I think there was a shot. The one-on-one. R- it, hit, it hit Pat Bauer, who slid yeah. into... And, and that diverted the ball into pa- ba- Powell's path mm. and gave him a sort of one-on-one with the keeper. And Everson got yeah, down... a bit of so, time to think yeah, about it as well, Everson got down so well with his left hand yeah. and got a strong hand on it to take it round the post. So Proper no, big, like, Schmeichel Yeah, it was almost, thing, yeah. It? So North End could have been considerably 3-0 down, you know, mm. by then. So that's when I'm saying 
might have been a decent point on the yeah. night. Yeah. That's the that's the because point I'm trying to get across. The, really, the, right? So they were second best in the first half. Mm. I don't think there's any denying that. Mm. Second half, they weren't outright better than Stoke. No. So how you can say? A point's not a good result. Mm. I'm not sure because there's not really an error of the game where PNE were no. particularly better or on tops to deserve more than no. what they got. Had a little spell in the second half, you know. Um, I think DJ put a pass into Ledson who skied one into the mm. town end, and then Greg Cunningham had a cracking shot and mm. just hit it out of nowhere, ran onto it, one touch, what 25, 30 yards. Yeah. Not far from going in that one. Yeah, I stopped watching the, the ball. I was watching the net. I just thought I was, was waiting for the net. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was just going to sail into the net. Yeah, similar to his sort of shot at Blackburn, that one that he finished, you know, like in the derby last year, he just hammered it in, you know, sort of came across it. I mean, hammered it into the goal. So. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but, no, I didn't, you know, when you think about Stoke's chances towards, you know, they had another chance at uh, one order when, time and sort of the ball broke him on the edge of the six yard yeah. box he sort of stepped across a tackle I thought he did well with yeah. that where he took that first touch I thought he was doing the right thing yeah. and then he's just kind of not been able to beat Everson afterwards no. has he? Everson made himself big stood up yeah. made sure he wasn't going to get beat put Fair it too to close to him got another good save there mm. so um, what I liked after the game is like you, you say to him oh, well oh, you, you were struggling with the match report um, but we were doing the, the post-match with Everson and you go oh, well you know he had a good game like, what do you think of those saves he went well what I'm there to do he's doing his job <laughs> you, know, isn't he? what, yeah. I, you know goalkeepers are meant to keep the ball out of the net and it's like well, yeah, I suppose, but, but if you want sure, praise, yeah, sure, yeah, maybe, maybe a sort of, it's uh, the same. We had something. didn't want didn't want to blow his own trumpet. Yeah. Maybe now that if if that had been a striker scoring a hat trick, oh. they would have been blowing their own trumpet. Yeah. Even, yeah, fair enough. A striker would have been doing his job scoring a hat trick. A goalkeeper's made three good saves. Yeah, he, he deserves a sort of pat on the back. What game was it where he made a really good save? And we went to press the week after and saw Mike Pollitt at, mm. in, as we were in there, yeah. and we said, "Oh, Pollitt, good save from Everson." He went. That's what he's there to do. Oh, yeah. So Chef you see United, where it comes yeah. from, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Ah, that was it. Yeah, the fleck. And so you see where it comes from. They're not they're not getting above the station in the no. uh, mm-hmm. the goalkeepers' union at PNE. They keep the feet on the ground, and that's what you're there to do. I suppose that sort of attitude, though, where you pull out amazing saves like that, mm-hmm. and you don't get carried away. That's what makes you better. Yeah, that's that's the standard. That's what I should be doing. Yeah, because you, you know? don't want you don't want to blow your own trumpet too much, I suppose. And then in the next match, you drop a right ricket. You know. Yeah, so. I'd be talking about it all week, me. Yeah. yeah. Be, did you see that? Did you say, that's not bad, is it? Yeah. You know, well, but you do about your Sunday league football, bloody hell! So uh, <laughs> I didn't even score at the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe you won nine nil. You know, nine one actually. Nine but one, yeah. and you didn't and, score. And seen the best goal that will never count as well. Oh, Fair play that. to this lad who's uh, smacked it from inside his own half, mm-hmm. picked out the postage stamp, mm-hmm. dead flat. The ball. He's like he, he's aimed for the top corner. And it's an indirect free kick for offside. Gutted. But back uh, to North End. But anyway, saying, yeah, sort of one all. I think I think what one of the talking points last night after the game was the substitutions because mm. there was the way they brought uh, Maguire off after mm. about an hour-ish, yeah. put Alan Brown on, and it looked a bit of a backward step, didn't it? And then McAvoy was trying to explain afterwards. He sort of. North End had struggled to cope with Stokes 3-4-3, basically. They had Powell yeah. and Van Crick playing, Van playing behind uh, Brown, didn't they, up mm-hmm. front. Now, he said having two tens behind the striker, and I think no, he decided to match him up by putting DJ and Brown behind the striker. But yeah. just I well, don't know. North End were getting... I'm not saying they were full of momentum, but they had a little bit of forward... A bit of bit more promise just after half time and I don't know it did, didn't seem to suit him then Frankie no. was saying after the game that he'd put he dropped Maguire deeper at yeah. the start of the second half and he'd already gone with like DJ and, and Maguire behind Reese. Yeah. but I hadn't even noticed no. that to be honest I, it still played like a two for me because Maguire drops deep anyway yeah. so I didn't really yeah it wasn't uh, a, a it notice became more obvious once yeah. he made that change yeah. but then he shortly when uh, Stoke switched up as well he shortly went back to Murphy yeah went uh, brought Murphy on and went back to the, the two up top yeah it was a yeah they put Surridge on didn't they Sam mm. Surridge went to her and so I don't know I just seemed <laughs> if North End felt all night he was being a little bit second best to Stoke it seemed that like it was. It started just being into a game of tactical matching each other up, you know. So, um, which I don't know if that's the right thing to do. You, do you cancel each other out? Would yeah. it have been? 
would it have been better from North End's point of view doing something and make it a little bit different? Maybe on that occasion where the second best matching up and and cancelling out is not is not too mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. I think people got a bit tired of that sort of attitude when there were teams there for the taking and Alex Neal yeah. would be seen as matching them up to cancel them out when you could go and beat them rather mm-hmm. than cancel them out. I think maybe on the day, probably not the worst thing. I think we know Frankie McAvoy generally is quite forward thinking. Yeah, 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 positive. Uh, I, thought, I thought the substitution which really, you know, worked again was Ali, Ali McCann coming yeah. on. Ali McCante. Yeah, so <laughs> he came on for Whiteman, didn't he? I, I, I think Whiteman had done okay, but I, yeah. I just think... It's time for McCann to start. I, mm-hmm. I thought he might have started Tuesday mm. against Stoke. I really did. You know, just with the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday thing, was this the time to freshen it up? He, I know, I know when he first signed, he came in after the last international break, being away on duty, only shook hands with his teammates the day before Bristol City. Could understand not chucking him straight away and he's had to sort of play his way in. But to me, every time he's come on and in the Cheltenham game last week, I thought he just looked so comfortable in midfield yeah. that the midfield would not be weakened at all by bringing him in, you know, just a fresh pair of legs and mm. a fresh look at it in there, maybe. Speaking of someone who was brought in, that we've mm-hmm. not yet mentioned, yeah, Paul Huntington. Paul Huntington. Into was the, it a place into, on the bench? Yeah, at Birmingham, yeah. We'll just he, touch on. He's now in the 25-man squad. The yeah. Liam Lindsay got injured last week against Cheltenham. I think they thought it was more serious, mm. his injury, than they thought. And they were quite concerned. They really. were quite concerned, so the... He wasn't available for Birmingham on Saturday and probably with the type of game it was, they needed some centre-half cover on the bench. So Huntington's now in the 25-man squad. Mm-hmm. You can't get, you can't keep that man down, can you? How, how many comebacks? Every season he does the same does thing. It, he misses the first few months, he's written off yeah, and then here he is again. He's like the comeback kid almost, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, the but, um, So, yeah, he, he'd come back in. So at the moment, the 25-man squad is full. You know, yep. he, he was there. Now, the scope for... If Connor Wickham's knee, uh, hamstring injury proves as serious as what they fear it is, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a straightforward tear. I think it's tendons. And if it rules almost, him out for two or three months. If it's going to take him beyond the end of his contract, which is what, the 13th of January, yeah. I think they can get dispensation from the So essentially uh, when the, EFL, the, yeah. the window opens again to, yeah. to change the registration, if it's going to be missing the whole time, they might as well. Yeah. Yeah, the um, if it was if someone had just pulled the groin or done a bit of a car strain, you can't just take players out and put them back in. It's got to be quite a serious injury. Mm. So potentially, once Wickham gets to see a surgeon about his knee, about his hamstring, sorry, yep. that is when the decision will be made. Now, yep. Frankie McAvoy was telling us at Monday's press conference that the specialist who Wickham was due to see he got COVID. <laughs> So they're having to find another one at the How moment. How 2021. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, but I think, you know, the, the kind of operation that you might need, I think it's quite a specialist one. It's not just something you you book in for. Yeah. Or an RPA yeah. or anything. Yeah, you know, ring so. 111. Yeah. A bit of know. a hamstring problem. Yeah, so um, I think, uh, so, so that potentially could take the squad back down to 24. Mm which would open the way... Well, you could either leave it open for a little bit longer. You've got Rafferty might be pushing to get in there. Jamie Thomas, for example. Yeah. Potential or free transfers. potential free agent, yeah. So uh, probably, they'd probably just leave it open for a yeah. little bit further, I would have thought. Yeah. They've got two weeks, you know, we've got the international break coming up. There's no, no need to do something, yeah. you know. Instant. See what presents itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we, we'll touch briefly on the next game then, and we'll go to um, the questions from Twitter and obviously the Blackpool situation mm-hmm. uh, QPR at the weekend yeah mm-hmm. uh, tipped I think by a lot of people including myself mm-hmm. to be quite good this season yeah. be quite up there they, they made some nice signings they've got some kind of you know pedigree in there and signed Andre Gray haven't they yeah and Andre Gray and Charlie Austin mm-hmm. the former Burnley partnership yeah um Managed to do what North End couldn't by beating Birmingham yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. As we as we speak on Tuesday, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I saw some of the game. They, they lost at West Brom on uh, last Friday mm. night, but they were leading. For, they, they scored yeah. after forty sec- oh, forty eight seconds. Doing? Oh, yeah, they scored after forty eight seconds, and I thought for a lot of the game they looked really comfortable. Yeah, and then you know West Brom got back in with a massive goalkeeper error. Mm. The lad just fumbled it over the line, and then they scored. To be fair, quite a nice winner. Um, Callum Robinson was involved in that one but mm. I didn't think QPR looked too bad at all you know so 
Um, it's one of those grounds. North End have done okay sometimes, yeah. and okay sometimes not. You know, I remember that four-one win there three three mm. years ago. But you know, like the last couple of visits haven't been great, have they? No, no. Be, no last think... year, no, to be fair, no, last year they won two 0 didn't they? Two penalties, Sinclair and DJ during the oh. lockdown. The season before that, there's that lost, one yeah. nil. Or was it 2 0? They lost 2 0 yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. That but last the, year they won, yeah. They won who was the winger? It used to be at Blackpool. Yeah, uh, Bright. Bright, I say, yeah, Samuel, was it? I think, he, yeah, he got one. He, of them, yeah. yeah, he had a good game and then he's ended up in like, yeah. Turkey or something. Yeah. Strange now, I think. No, but last season's, no, no, it was a DJ penalty and yeah. a Sinclair penalty, one yeah. in each half, you know. So, uh, They're uh, eighth at the moment, QPR. Mm. So, mm. you know, three points off Stoke in fourth. Yeah. You know, Again, I'm just saying, Stoke in fourth. Mm. You were just drawn against them. It's not the worst result in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a team like QPR, away from home, they're eighth in the league, mm. you know, a point off the playoffs, all that sort of stuff. Do you take a draw there? <laughs> probably. <laughs> if if you look yeah. at it in isolation, yeah. you probably do. Yeah. Given that we're now five draws down the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't. It's a funny situation, yeah. is it? Do you have to? Do you, are you better looking at them individually, or do you look at it as a whole? It's how the game pans out, I suppose. If one nil down after eighty-five minutes and we equalise, take it all the all yeah, day. Like you know, it, vice versa. You wouldn't, you know, it'd be a disaster. So, um, but I think McAvoy pointed out after the match last night that again QPR the three at the back, they're a three-four-three mm. three side, a bit like Stoke played, you know, like the other night. So. Again, you know, it could be could be tight, quite a tight game, cancelling each other out. If we just go back through the draws, Tom, if we're yeah. talking about the yeah. five draws, like Bristol City, I think, was a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah. In the fact that Reese missed a good chance towards the end. Maguire the, had a couple. Yeah, Maguire had a, he had hit the bar, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Sheffield United away, when you equalise in the 95th minute. That felt like a win. That felt like a, yeah, that's a point game for me. Yep. Uh, West Brom, I thought, was a good battling point. Mm-hmm. It was a f- fair enough. North End were in in the lead, gave away one from a long throw, but it was a ba- it was a bit of a battle that one. And I thought I thought they did well there. Birmingham, probably uh, no. What was the one? Yeah, no, Birmingham. Birmingham yeah. again. You might put it in the Bristol City category. They had two or three good chances in the first half. And then, but last night, Tuesday night against Stoke, more sort of, we'll take a point. Yeah. So you can look at them in individually like that. So there's probably three, three decent enough points in there. Mm. And then two where you're thinking, probably could have done a bit better. The two nil-nil, as you could probably think, might have been a bit more clinical, a bit more ruthless. He could have got something. And maybe that tells you everything, I suppose. You're keeping Bristol City out, you're keeping Birmingham out. You're kind of doing half the job mm-hmm. whereas if you can't quite keep West Brom you can't quite keep Sheffield United out yeah. they're going to deserve probably something from the game and a lot a lot of times especially the, the, the quality of the size they are when you you know when it's easy enough or whatever to keep Birmingham and Bristol City I mean it was fairly easy to keep Bristol City out I can't mm-hmm. obviously speak for Birmingham but when it's easy enough to keep them out then you've got to back yourself to make the difference at the other end yeah. where mm-hmm. they've not done yeah. so that's kind of more on PNE as a letdown in those games not to have picked up more than a point yeah. whereas against West Brom and Sheffield United who are very good sides and will be up there mm-hmm. at the end of the season no matter what uh, we kind of came up against Sheffield United as they started to find a bit of form yeah. as well mm-hmm. Um, and scored late on, mm-hmm. thinking they'd won it. Yeah. Um, you can't really knock it. And again, if that's a situation at QPR, mm-hmm. it it's one of them. You know, th- these sides aren't mm-hmm. aren't bad, and North yeah. End aren't an amazing team. No, no. I think North End though, what they are at the moment, mm. midish table championship side. I've said that consistently. Mm. You know, so it's all right. It's going on about oh, well, if we won one, lost one, win one, lost one, whatever. They, they haven't. You know, like it's all hypothetically. Oh, if we win that one, doesn't matter if you lose the next one. We doesn't. We don't. We don't work like that, do we? Yeah, yeah, and I saw I saw someone saying like, oh, it's supposedly a relatively easy start to the season. Now Hull, yeah, that Hull, was a, Hull was a massive disappointment. That it? was a bad one. They can't hit a. Yeah, um, <laughs> a cow's, cow's backside, backside with a banjo since he played. Also, yeah, they, you know. So, um, Reading probably another disappointing one. Huddersfield at the time was the worst thing in the world, but now went on. They're now Brazil. Yeah, went yeah. on to find <laughs> yeah. really good form, oh, no, and you're yeah. going, oh well, maybe not. Mm. Um, you know, and it's one of those from the outside before the season starts. You'll you'll look at those sorts of games. Peterborough, they they won. Mm-hmm. Swansea, who were in playoffs last year, yeah, PNE won. Those sorts of games where 
Swansea are probably back to be harder than others. Yeah. And, and it just wasn't. Sheffield United, you expect to be up there. Yeah. Where, where we say no, it, it. it's not quite an easy start. Yeah, okay, there's not Bournemouth in there. There's not Fulham yeah. in there, for example. But we've had two sides who have come down, mm-hmm. Sheffield United and West Brom, yep. and not got beaten either. Yep. So Last um, year's playoff finalists, granted, the team's changed around a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, Huddersfield are right up there. Teams like that, yeah. it's... It, it's kind of relative, isn't it? Mm. And so it's, it's a difficult one to just go, this is an easy start. Where I yeah. think in, say, two, three months' time, when you, when people's league positions have sort of levelled out a bit and you know who's mm. going to be a good side and who's not, mm-hmm. you can look at a month and go, that's a month that we should be getting good points from because all those sides are bottom half sides. Yeah. But early doors, you can't tell who's going to fly up 15 places from last season. Barnsley are an example. Yeah. You know, teams can change drastically over the summer. I think if we played Hull now, we would not get beat 4-1 at yeah. home. Yeah. That was a freak result. And you're playing, because you're playing the League One champions in yeah. the first game of the season, yeah. which helps massively. And, and there's no, I don't know, North End just weren't yeah. ready for that one. And the wing backs will be higher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is what we hear a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because so. uh, we heard that last night as well, that wing backs got, were a bit too deep mm-hmm. in the first half. But I think, McAvoy put it more down to the quality of Stoke rather yeah. than than uh, Peony not quite delivering. I thought on the wing back last night. I thought I thought Sep got a bit of a run around mm. from uh, Josh Time and yeah. you know at times he was beaten a few times. There was one as well. He was trying to I don't know what he was trying to oh, do. He had his back to the play. He was trying to run the ball out of play or something. And he tried to then he tried to do a back pass to the keeper, left yeah. him short, and yeah. then the keeper started to come and yeah. Sep tried to take charge. It yeah. was a mess. Wasn't his best game, I thought, but I like Sep though. But oh, it's brilliant. But what we are, hopefully, don't fall bit, in love with a lone player. No, bit, bit <laughs> it's of a too late. Bit of a one-off. <laughs> um, as we mentioned before, though, mm-hmm. how many changes do you make? If Hughes is fit, he comes back in. Yeah, Hughes comes in for me. It sounded like he didn't miss out by a lot, mm. but I've heard managers say that before, and you don't see him. For, <laughs> but you know, like, let's assume in it, you know, the, um, you know. It was a sort of touch and go yeah. one, but they let's assume he won't be him. in Nando's on yeah. Saturday like he was on yeah, Tuesday. So, so, yeah, someone walked in the press room last night. Last night, oh, before, I've just seen, before just, the teams were announced. Yeah, I've just seen Andrew Hughes in in, in uh, Nando's with his girlfriend, so I assume he's not playing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Hughes, Hughes won't be in the squad tonight. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he's in Nando's. <laughs> yeah, unless that's where they do the pre-match meal now. But, yeah. uh, no, but no, assuming Hughes is right, he comes back in. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't have said that once upon a time, would you? Mm. But I think he's been one of the most consistent players this season. Yeah. I will start McCann now. In front of? Nah, I don't like that part of the question. <laughs> Whiteman, I think, and he's, he might need a bit of bite from Ledson down at QPR. Okay. Oh, no. Harsh, okay. harsh on Whiteman. Yeah. You know, he's just scored and whatnot, but sometimes it's, you know, for the for the greater good. Going <laughs> uh, back to Hot Fuzz now. The yeah. greater good. Good, yeah. <laughs> And then, would you be tempted to start Murphy? Has Murphy done enough for you? Mm, not yet for me. No, not yet. But has he had enough time? Has he had the right yeah. situation? It's been been 13 minutes here, seven minutes yeah. there. It's not a lot of time. Um, Maguire keeps getting his critics, but I think he's working at his work yeah. rate is something else. But you just need to get him closer to the box. Maybe a little bit more end product. Yeah, yeah. So, it's interesting. So, so there's not, not two Two changes. Yeah, so, someone suggested like is Sinclair worth a, a try up front? Mm-hmm. He's, he's just recovered from being ill. Is he is he ready to come come back in fully? I don't know, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe may, uh, the Reese Maguire partnership does. He, he might say, "Oh, it's not working in terms of lots of goals." Mm. I don't think it was ever going to, you know. But you know, the link up play, building play, there seems to be that good understanding and mate. Maybe it doesn't need a change up there. It just needs it a little bit further back. You I know, thought so. Emil Reese was probably a little bit more wasteful than we've seen him yeah. last night in I terms thought, of getting in decent positions yeah. and just letting it go under his feet, I thought, standing yeah, on I it. Thought, I thought Reese had a horrible first sort of 10, 15 minutes. Everything yeah. was bouncing off him. But I to be fair, he, Harry Suter is very yeah. good as well. But I thought he got. Ve- I, I thought Reese got better actually, and I think he at times he did look a threat. So. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing him out. So, mm. no, it'll be interesting to see what they do anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's get to the main event, mm. which kind of came across quite quite late. Mm. Um, we will go through questions later on, mm. but it probably deserves a, a 
section of its own yeah. on the podcast. Mm. Uh, North End have confirmed the ticket details for the Blackpool game, which has obviously been asked about quite a lot recently and was one of the questions we had um, from someone going into the um, the game. I'll read a brief bit of the, the PNE statement. Uh, the club have been given an allocation of 2,200 tickets for the fixture with no further tickets available. Despite the club's repeated efforts to see the allocation increase for our supporters, ultimately a decision was made by Blackpool's ground safety officer and the police for health and safety reasons. So 2,200, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, I'll, well, I'll read one last bit. Due to the high demand for tickets for this fixture, the tickets will initially go on sale to ambassadors as per our legal obligation to give them priority for away tickets. So it's 2,200 tickets. Mm-hmm. I th- there's a, a number being banded around at the moment that there's 2,600 ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So it's unlikely that anyone other than ambassadors will get the tickets at well, this rate. yeah. I, I, all I'd say on that one is... And that £27 for adults. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah if, 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 if the 2,600 ambassadors is right, yep. are all of those people who go to away matches anyway? Even mm. my, 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 dad's, my dad's an ambassador. Mm-hmm. My dad's 80. He, he, he doesn't go on away matches. He's not able yeah. to go at the moment. My dad won't be unique in that position, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying all 2,600 ambassadors are going to go, I want a ticket for Blackpool. Yeah. Um, some might be put off because it's a derby game and what it might entail. I just think 2,200 is too low. I think 5,000, 6,000 tickets would have been too low. When you think North End have been taking 7,000 to, to Black, Blackburn, yeah. geographically a little bit nearer, but it's not the main derby, no. is it? What It was going to be too low, whatever, but I think 2,200 is low and I think what's going to stick in the North End fans throats and whatever the arguments for and against it is that Barnsley played there last Saturday mm. and were allowed a 3,000 allocation and I think they took 2-9 Blackburn are playing there this Saturday and are taking about 3,000 they were given a higher allocation yeah, they got given the 2,000 whatever yeah. at first and that got bumped up which yeah. is why North End have put in their statement that there won't be any more no and they kept North End of, I know I know for a fact North End have repeatedly asked for more tickets yeah. this is not I just sort of put a bland statement out to appease everyone it, it, you know they, they have been pushing for it but a game is what what tickets are given and all the health and safety is purely down to the police and their ground safety officer. It's Blackpool's game. It's not North End. Mm. North End don't. North End can make a request, but they don't have any input in it. You know, yeah. like you know, there's there's no challenge they can make to it. You know, at the end of the day, it's their decision. You know, North End make decisions for their ground, other teams for theirs. But I just I just think it sticks in the throat when North End will see other teams get higher allocations now it will get thrown back at them that the Preston Blackpool game is a higher risk mm. and it might be a, it, I've, I've, I'm hearing stuff it's, it's where you leave the ground and things like that is causing issues where Preston fans will leave the ground the geography of it will bring you into contact with Blackpool fans and because of their history there's there's concern about that but 3,000 Blackburn fans will be leaving the ground in exactly the same place 3,000 Barnsley fans did. There was a flare thrown towards the Barnsley fans mm. on, you know, on, on last Saturday. So, I don't know. You know, I, I personally, that's what I, what I think is that it's not enough, but there's not a lot. We can talk about this until we go blue in the face, mm-hmm. but nothing's going to change. Personally, I mean, I'm, I might be a bit naive in this, mm-hmm. but my kind of thoughts on it is, why not get as many people there? Why not make it such a big occasion? Yeah, there's going to be people fighting, arguing, whatever. But that's kind of part and parcel of football. Why not if both clubs come together and go, we want this to be a big occasion, yeah. a big, a big atmosphere. Yeah. Let's let's not let it go over the top, but we want to celebrate the game. We want to make yeah. it a big deal. Yeah, I feel like that would be much better yeah, received, yeah. even from behaviour. Yeah. And the fact that it seems to go against PNE fans, or it's almost. And I know PNE fans will take it as a sort of personal swipe, but obviously as well because uh, other clubs haven't had the same situation. I think that is only going to cause more problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. you now stand to have thousands of PNE fans outside the ground. It's not difficult to go to Blackpool, is it? On no. the day, I'm not saying do it, but yeah. it's it's. What are we? We're a few miles down the road, aren't we? You know, like people Half go an hour for, up the motorway. People go for a day out in Blackpool all the time. It's yeah. not a difficult thing to go to. Now, 
for the sake of some extra tickets, I'm sure North End fans, if they're gone, if we've got a full allocation, if it meant the old-fashioned staying back in the ground for 10 minutes, 15 minutes yeah, after yeah, the game, yeah. no one would have batted an eye. You know, no. you don't mind that. Do you? No one needs to leave at 90 minutes. And yeah, like, you know, it's go just in. that it seems to be, it just doesn't seem to be a normal away situation no. it, if, if it was a normal situation and you go yeah we'll keep you back for 10 minutes whatever that's that's a normal it's the yeah. fact that it seemed this is different from the normal situation for away fans at Blackpool mm-hmm. and of course it's PNE. Yeah, yeah that's part of the frustration and it's when it. it's so close to other games where Alec it's not like six months ago someone got 3,000 tickets yeah. and they've changed their mind since then it's like we're talking about a couple of weeks apart you know yeah. and uh I just, I just think it's, you know... It's How long unfair. it's been since the last derby? Yeah. How long fans yeah. have been away? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just, mm. for me, just make it something Been big better, yeah. you know and then and then now this this puts this puts the onus on when North End play Blackpool at home yeah. is March we were going to come to that yeah do you know a lot of North End fans are saying well if we only get 2,200 tickets at Blackpool halve the cop mm-hmm. and you know just give Blackpool the same it, yeah it's a little bit retaliatory but you know it, it's life that sometimes you know mm. well they've not exactly made it easy for us Let's not make it easy for them. And I think I think North End have to look beyond the financial thing. Mm-hmm. It might not be popular with the people who run the club here, but I think in March you've got to make a, a football decision rather than a sort of money thing. Obviously, it will be a money maker having 5,000 Blackpool fans behind, mm. the gra- behind the one goal. But I, I do think that you got to look beyond that for a derby. You know, you don't want to see 5,000 Blackpool fans behind a sea of orange when yeah. the teams come out. Yeah. Just give them half. When, you know, like, when, yeah. North End, uh, when North End fans will be drowned out by an extra 10,000 Blackpool fans yeah. at, at, at Bloomfield Road, well, why give them that why, extra advantage? Yeah, at, you, I think, you know, like, obviously football's got to be run as a business, at, you know, yeah. most of the time. But I think this is one of the exceptions where maybe you've got to think, let's look after our team here. Mm rather than let's look at the pennies. Now, as I say, that might not be popular opinion with the, you know, like the money men at the club and mm-hmm. who have to, you know, run it as a business. But I don't know. We've just got to, we've got to be careful here, I think. Yeah, and I, I often play devil's advocate in this situation. But if North End are going to half the cop, mm-hmm. are they guaranteed to sell all of the, that half of the cop mm-hmm. and every other stand to capacity? Yeah, but... So, that's the I, question. Yeah, yeah. Probably that, and that's they, what they'll be asking. And they that's, probably could in March. They'll you know, have like to if, cover if their End, own costs. Yeah, if North End are still going okay, you know, yeah. like... Uh, if you split the cop, obviously, you're not, it's not going to be half and half exactly. You're going to have to have a buffer zone and everything. You, it wouldn't be an absolutely huge amount to sell in the cop, you know, mm-hmm. if they do that. But we're looking too far ahead at the moment. But I'm just yeah. saying it's something North End need to be it's, aware of, I think. We I think are looking they, ahead, they, but it's something that starts now. I think they have to bear it in mind. Yeah. They really do. You they, know, like, think about it. Don't just see, well, we can sell X number of tickets mm. guaranteed, you know, so... I mean, fans are already talking about it now, and yeah. and fans groups, and mm. that it is going to it's started now, mm. and it will continue until confirmation comes in March yeah. about the way the ticketing situation is. Yeah, um, it's a difficult one. I mm. think if the club siege mentality, I think they need. Yeah, together. I mean, that's all all together. Yeah, as I was going to say if yeah. the club if the club communicate mm. it right and say right, well, we might open the cop, assuming we can get enough people in to make up for. The, yeah. the whatever and they communicate with that properly to the fans and go look well if in you advance. sell yeah mm. if you sell these tickets we'll open the cop last or whatever then you get people trying to hedge the bets and not buy tickets and mm. things but or maybe you sell them and say well we'll give you an option to transfer depending I don't know how it works I, don't, mm. I wouldn't be able to run it obviously but I think if the club can communicate that with fans and have that back and forth mm. there could potentially be something there mm. but at the end of the day, for the from the club's point of view, it has to make financial sense for them because yeah. it is a, a way followings are big money spinners. Yeah. And Peter Isdale has, has said as much not not too long ago. Yeah, but sometimes I just think you need to look a little bit mm. beyond that. I you agree. know, for the good for a club, good of a club unity mm. and a sort of siege mentality, we're all in this together. Sometimes there'll be the odd occasion where, mm. you know, like Blackburn, I don't mind. You know, Blackburn want to bring five thousand. Great, they give us a whole of the Darwin end when yeah. when we go there. That's fair. Fair's fair, you know, I've no issues about that. There's other te- other games, you know, historically when leads have been or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, the allocations or the prices at other grounds didn't fit with North End fans very well. But yeah. the fact is, 
them having 5,000 didn't affect, you know, like people yeah. stopped, you know. They yeah, still they charged they, their yeah, fans the they same. They weren't so. sitting, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't at the, you know, they didn't get 5,000 tickets at the expense of our fans, couldn't get a ticket for the game for yeah. whatever, you know. So I've no issues with that. But for this one, you know, I'd even go as far as like, if the police didn't want half and half on the cop, I'd just still give Blackpool fans half. And just <laughs> leave it at that, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, might, yeah. Might get, you know. It's, uh, I just think, just, just for, a, 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 you know, a bit of unity there, you know. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's, a, it's a hard decision. It really, you know, I do admit it. You know, it's um, a tough decision. We're not sitting in on safety meetings, and mm-hmm. you know, Blackpool police have to police it. They have to steward it, but um, yeah. yeah, we can we can kind of sit here as as fans. And, we can pontificate, you know, can't we? You know, yeah. but I'm, you know, but that that is my opinion. Yeah, that, I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing devil's advocate so mm-hmm. far, but my general thing would be a sort stuff it mentality. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they're going to be like that, you know, because. If if everyone got two thousand two hundred, you can't really complain. No, you it's can't, one of them. No. You go right. Well, that's all they can offer. We'll give them all we can offer because they're doing everything they can. Yeah. We'll do everything we can. The fact that there is more available and they're choosing not to do it, whether there's policing issues, all that sort of stuff. Mm. I I don't know the ins and outs, and I don't know how difficult it is to mm. to manage it. Mm. But why not? Football's for the fans. Why not do more? Do as much as you can. And yeah, for me. I'd, I'd just put them in one corner of the. They wouldn't even put them down the middle of the. Cop. No, just neither put them in I, one no. corner of the cop and yeah. and have that. Yeah, give them the because f- why not? Yeah, you know, like. But I don't know if they do it. You I, know, I know historically, in a, uh, previous Blackpool games in the sort of two thousands, and then other games, uh, other places where there's been low capacities, they've done a big screen been back at Deepdale yeah. that might be something to consider yeah is it it's possible with iFollow yeah. and all that at the moment with yeah. those with those laws is that has well, that changed or I think they can do it you know like right. I, I follow you can only see it technically outside of the country can't you yeah. so I suppose there could be a special arrangement where you can do a beam back yeah you know, so uh, yeah you know so it's uh, yeah yeah it's uh it's a can of worms, this one. Really yeah, yeah, and it's it's not going away. Uh, it's not going away anytime soon. No, uh, but we will move on. We'll have a look at, at any questions that's coming from Twitter. We may have already covered them, and they may, mm-hmm. <laughs> they may just be linked to the Blackpool stuff. But we'll have a look anyway. Um, here's, one, here's one. I think we touched on it earlier. Slightly about Sean Maguire. I'm guessing. Would any other club in the league play a striker week in week out who doesn't score and has one assist in nine games? Mm-hmm. I mean, People yeah, his numbers aren't great. No, but he can't really deny that. Yeah, but if you've seen the games, he does contribute. You know, he has yeah. been, he's been doing, he's been doing, he's been offering a threat. You know, a lot of it is outside the box, I admit. You know, could you find a place for Maguire further back? You know, but what, what are the alternatives at the moment? There's not a lot of alternatives. You either put Josh Murphy in there, who we've not seen a lot of up front. Mm. The uh, Chad Evans isn't available. Scott Sinclair's only just come back in, you know. So there's there's not been a huge choice up there recently. Barkhausen yeah. only just coming back in now. So and he has looked a threat at times. Granted, he's not mm-hmm. he's not finishing it, mm-hmm. which you would like to see more. Mm-hmm. But he is he yeah. is contributing. He's an easy stick to beat, him with, isn't he? You know, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, um, here's one. Uh, everyone's getting a bit uppity about all the draws we've had, but I'd argue draws against Sheffield United, West Brom and Stoke, who will all be up there come the end of the season, are actually good results. Yes, we need a win soon, but credit should be given yeah. for those results. Well, we, we, we've, we've covered that, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, you know, I, I, when we broke it down into it, we probably said the Bristol City and Birmingham ones were the sort of ones that got yeah. away. Stoke in the end were a great point because we were crap on the night. And then... <laughs> yeah. Then that was an Alex Neil. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Alex but Neil maybe a bit harsh that, but you know, then <laughs> you know, Sheffield United, great point away, and you know, West Brom take that one as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one other one from Keith Harrison wants us to talk about books. Oh, I'm not not sure why. Is this? A, is oh, this oh, a good old North End Soul. North End Soul Three, Volume yeah. Three. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, great books. Those. I love the first two. Yeah. And, uh, some. Uh, great people being interviewed <laughs> for the uh, for the third one. Then old Keith. 
you know, the the style of a book, it, it appears, you know, the interviews appear in, in the first person, you know, mm. like there's no dressing it up, the, the raw quotes from the guys, you know, yeah. the interviewing, there's a good mix of ex-players, managers almost, you know, goes back to Tommy Booth and players like that. Yeah. From my, you know, I'm, I watched them as a kid in the 80s and things like that, right up to yeah. the present day. Yeah, we've got Galley and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think John Parkins in this one, yeah. I think he's on the front cover. So, um, yeah. I think that launches next month, uh, North End Souls 3, so... Um, Friend of well the show. worth well worth a copy and yeah. uh, Christmas coming up yeah good, oh. good Christmas presents there you, is that a good plug for you Keith yeah are you happy are you happy with that yeah. come on Keith or Sid as I know him my dad my dad's uh, <laughs> always been friends with him always known him as, as Sid so mm. when I found out his name was Keith I was like what <laughs> um, but yeah and speaking of uh, presents I actually bought my dad um, and it's my dad's birthday tomorrow oh mm. happy birthday dad he's gonna <laughs> love that he listens yeah. to the podcast Um he won't appreciate me saying that he's 54, I think. Wow. But anyway, uh, I, I bought my dad a birthday present. A, um, oh, no, I can't say it. Don't tell him now. Oh, no. Yeah. When's he going to listen to this? Oh, no, wait, it's, it's his birthday tomorrow. Uh, yeah, he won't listen to it in time. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, wait, it's, but it's on its way. Mm, yeah. all the dis- right, I'll have tell to tell him. him. I'll have to tell him. It'll be fine. Um, uh, the Panini... Um, PNE pictures, the badly drawn which, PNE pictures. Were yeah, which have got to be worth a mention. Yeah, yeah. it was on Twitter, wasn't it? There's this, you know, like they, they do PNE style stickers, but you know they do drawings and the the badly just drawing. terrible. <laughs> but to to be fair, they're, they're brilliantly bad. I yeah. Think, and, you recognise every player. You think it's, it, it exaggerates. It yeah. like exaggerates certain points and the like recognisable features on the face, yeah. doesn't it? I, I think Joe Garner was my favourite. Yeah. The poor it, guy. It all started. They did it for a thing, right? We're going to draw a load of new stickers now. Do we mm. do the top players from the 2002 World Cup, mm. or do we do Preston North End? And they left it as a Twitter poll and. North End fans did what they're good at on Twitter and like start voting. As did the Preston. club account, the to club be fair. Got him. Yeah, yeah, I retweeted it and yeah. like bingo, North End won. It yeah. was superb, lovely yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> got a, a whole load of new followers from that. And uh, it just, I'm, I, I mentioned the Joe Garner one. It just looked like his his face had just been like rearranged with a frying pan Fun, or something. Yeah. Like they were they were just special. Yuma when his eyes aren't in line and stuff like that. There's I a mean. talent for drawing like that, though. Tom. <laughs> that, no, that is a clever, a clever way of drawing. Actually, on yeah. a serious note, it, it's great. It, you know, it, I, I, I thought it was brilliant. I really did. Andy Savile looks like some hillbilly. <laughs> Why, that's Sir Andrew Savile to you? Yeah, I know. You're a big fan of his. 30, Thirty goals in a season. Yeah, I won't have a word said against him. <laughs> and Jermaine Beckford looks like he's seen a ghost. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, anything else to add, Dave? Because I think this is us coming to the end. Yeah, it looks like it. We're off to QPR Saturday. Um, yeah. First, first away, London away, isn't it? First London away of the season. Yeah. We've lost uh, Brentford this season, obviously. We're yeah. going up, but we've got this one. We've got Millwall. Mm-hmm. got Fulham. Fulham. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, always enjoy, always enjoy some, uh, you know, the London away days. And, yeah, uh, nice easy train down as well. You yeah, know, like driving yeah. all the time. Yeah, the last, the last London train we did was like Fulham away just before lockdown. Yeah, just, just before like a couple of weeks before. Fulham were decent on the day as well. Yeah, North were, End were yeah. pretty naff. But who would have thought that day, Tom? I three, know three thousand North Enders at Craven Cottage. You yeah. would have thought. The, the sort of eighteen months ahead of us. You know, was like, it the Gentry or was I it was, going mad? It wasn't. No, it wasn't no, the Gentry Day. No, no, it wasn't. Was that coming ben. up? Was yeah. that meant to be l- Brentford? It was meant to be Brentford. Oh, Brentford yeah. That was it. Yeah. But it was 29th of 29th of February 2020. Mm. The se- we played one more match, and the season got yeah. abandoned. Got halted two weeks later. Luton. Yeah, it was Luton. Yeah. Yeah. And who, who would have? We were all travelling on the train. There was probably mm. about one person wearing a mask then. Was it QPR at home that was the last game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought though? Yeah. You know, sitting on that train coming back, not a care in the world yeah. what we would be facing. Yeah, and we were like, oh, if it goes locked down, we'll be back in a few weeks. It'll yeah. be all right, you know. It wasn't even talk of it, was it? No. You know, like uh, crazy, no. crazy. Yeah. But anyway, but back on the old Rattler down to London. So I look forward nice. to that one. Yeah, decent day out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but other than that, I think all I have to say is make sure you keep in touch with us on Twitter at Tom. Sandals at said underscore LEP and at LEP underscore football for daily PNE stories, uh, lep.co.uk for daily PNE content and buy a paper by the Lancashire Post. And as always, North End stories, North End content going in there every day. But other than that, Dave, I think all's left to say is uh, thanks very much for listening. Yeah, thank you.